This is Young Jeffrey, the Young Jeffrey Show. Today we have another special episode, um, a very relevant, relatable episode for a lot of people out there, a lot of millennials. Uh, I'm a millennial myself, and you all, you hear this word thrown around a whole lot. Oh, millennials this, millennials that. Millennials get blamed for everything, right? Basically, it's a way to shoot a shot at your age and your maturity level and where you are in life, and it's just easy to blame millennials for any and everything, basically saying that they lack the experience, they lack the knowledge, and they lack the care to actually make a difference as opposed to just making excuses and blaming the world for their problems. So today, I want to talk about millennials. Today, I want to talk about myself as well as my peers, everybody that's around my age, uh, people that are currently in their 20s for sure, um, very, very early 30s, but technically in your 20s right now. That's what, that's the group that I'm really targeting in this episode. Um, just to give an idea of what goes on in the mind of a millennial. How does the millennial see the world? What's the what's a millennial's perspective? Um, what does a millennial expect? What is a millennial currently doing that's contributing to a lot of the anxiety and depression? You know that a millennial has uh, in 2019. So we're going to talk about how modern, how the modern society is set up to make you anxious and depressed as a millennial. Um, first, I want to talk about garbage food. I can't stress this enough. Your diet really, really, really impacts your health directly. And at first, I used to think that people were just preaching that. People were just trying to sell me something. People were, you know, trying to give me a service. People were just trying to use diet, exercise, the, the be the cure-all pill, whatever. Let me tell you. Garbage food, processed food, foods that aren't superfoods, foods that aren't whole foods, foods that don't come from the earth, foods that, you know, are not nutrient-dense are literally destroying your body and your mind. I can't stress it enough. Uh, we're eating a lot of processed food. We're eating a lot of foods that are high in sugars. You know, a lot of foods that, you know, trigger high glucose levels. We're not eating enough vegetables. And when I say vegetables, I mean those dark green leafy vegetables. Not enough salads. And if we do, we're drenching them in a lot of things that don't make it healthy, such as a lot of ranch, um, such as a lot of, you know, dressing, um, such as excess cheese and blue cheese and shit like that. So it's necessarily not necessarily healthy. Uh, we're eating a lot of carbs. You know what I'm saying? We're eating a lot of refined carbs. We're eating a lot of tortillas. We're eating a lot of breads. You know, we're eating a lot of pasta. We're eating a lot of rice. This is not the same rice that your mom came up on. This is not the same rice that your mom came up on. This rice is this rice has a layer of plastic on the outside of it. We're not this is not the same pasta noodles that your grandma was making back in the day and boiling back in the day. These are not the same potatoes. Um so a lot of these foods that are triggering this high glucose content in your body is just not healthy. It's destroying your mind. It's destroying your body. And I understand it's not the sexiest answer to give you to tell you to eat better foods, but I would encourage 
everybody out there to do the research, to research foods, to research superfoods, to research whole foods, to research foods that are good for your brain. Um, I actually did uh, an episode on, you know, how to be, how to have optimal brain. And um, the top 10 foods that I had included things like turmeric and, you know, green leafy vegetables and dark chocolate and things of this such, coffee. So, just research a lot of research a lot of these things research a lot of these nutrient dense foods and getting rid of the garbage food out of your diet will it can do tremendous things for your mind tremendous things for your body your energy levels and your day to day influence you to make a lot of better decisions influence you to have a lot more energy influence you to actually get up and do things have the energy to do things and it's just so much better so in order to start getting on the right track for that anxiety and that depression cure Let's let's address our diet. Uh, next, I want to talk about a sedentary lifestyle. I know in 2019, we're not hunters and gatherers anymore. I know that we're not walking five, six, seven miles to get water like we used to before our time. I know that, you know, we didn't have to walk two miles to wash our clothes and another mile to dry them. I know that we don't actually have to go out and kill our own food. I understand that we're not as active in 2019 as we once were, but a sedentary lifestyle, a sedentary lifestyle is ruining us. Sitting down, watching TV, sitting down when we get in the car, get to work, we're sitting down and doing cubicle work. We're in a cube. Think about you as a creative, whether it's podcasting, whether it's movie directing, whether it's singing, whether it's any type of entertainment, whether it's you know drawing, whether it's anything, Anything that requires you to be a creative, think about having a creative mind and then every day you subject yourself to cubicle work. That will drive you insane. Thinking about the cubicle work, think about the assembly line work where you're just passing up, taking a box and passing it along or taking a box or a package and putting a label on it and passing it along. Think about having a creative mind and then subjecting you, then subject yourself to uh, cubicle work and a sedentary lifestyle and work that is not for a creative mind, not for a creative person. That would drive you insane. That would drive you to anxiety and depression. What makes people anxious and depressed is the fact that they're not utilizing and optimizing their brain function and their body function the way that they're intended to. So the things that you think about aren't the things that are leading you to level up. They're actually leading you to a survival mode. So when you look at Maslow's level of needs, hierarchy of needs, on the baseline level, baseline level, you have the survival needs, your food, your shelter, your water, your clothing, the basic needs, right? Basic needs for survival are on the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you don't address the bottom survival needs first, there is no way you can move up the hierarchy of needs. So if you don't have the food, the shelter, if you're not, you're, you know, in, in our society, that means that your bills aren't paid because that means that's a grocery bill. That means that that's your, you know, utilities. That means your shelter would be your mortgage or your rent, yada, yada, yada. If those baseline needs aren't being met, you can't progress. You can't grow. So a lot of people are anxious. A lot of people are depressed because they're trying to figure out how they're going to move up the hierarchy of needs. Sedentary lifestyle, cubicle work for creative minds is growing is is set up for you to be anxious and depressed. 
Next, I want to talk about toxic politics. And I don't just mean Democrats, Republicans. I don't just mean Donald Trump. I don't just mean Candace Owens. I mean, I really mean toxic politics all over us. Toxic politics on your job. Toxic politics within your organization. Toxic politics when it comes to just networking and trying to brand your business. There's a lot of clicking in the world. There's a lot of clicking in our culture. Who you know, who can you stand beside, who can give you a look, who can help you get an established look when it comes to branding, when it comes to being an ambassador, when it comes to put you on, quote unquote. A lot of people are anxious and a lot of people are depressed because they're trying to find a way to get into these circles. They're trying to find a way to click up with other people. And that can be toxic because you're then battling with yourself. Am I not good enough? Why don't they accept me? Why am I why did I not get approved? Why am I not in that group? Why are they not hitting me up? Why is my brand not taking off? What how do I do I need to change my content? Do I need to change who my circle is? It can be toxic because you're placing your value of your brand, your business, and your personality on how other people receive it. And you start to think maybe I need to click up. Maybe I need to be toxic. Maybe I need to do what a lot of these other people are doing to level up in that hierarchy of needs. That can be toxic for you. So I just want people to keep that in mind of the politics of the culture, the politics of jobs and establishments and organizations. You have to be mindful of the people you surround yourself with and what you are willing to do to get in these circles. Because a lot of people have sold themselves short and a lot of people have sold them their souls short to get in these circles, to get in these organizations, to click up and get that look beside this person and stand beside this person. That can be toxic for you internally as well as externally. Next, I want to talk about social media. I am a huge, huge, huge victim of social media and what it does to your mind, what it does to your soul, what it does to your spirit. Social media has become a comparison playground. When I say comparison playground, I mean that in its literal, most purest form. Because when you're on social media, all you see all day long is the highlights of people's lives. It's a highlight reel. Today I got this new job. Today I got accepted here. Today I'm going to get my master's or my PhD. Oh, my son is born. Oh, I, I got I got this. I got that. This is my new outfit. Oh, this is my money I have to my ear or that I'm making a money fan with. This is my new car. I'm about to get married. It's the highlights of your life. It's the things that you feel are valuable in society. So I'm going to give it to social media so that they can see that I'm valuable. So they can see that I'm lit, that I'm doing great in life. These are my highlights. This is like the ESPN of my life. Social media, when you're not doing a lot of these things, when you're not on these trips, when you don't get that new car or that new house, when you don't get that new job, it can cause you to feel as though you're not important. It can cause you to feel like you're not moving fast enough, that your timeline is not rapidly progressing the way everybody else's is. But you have to realize that you're looking at everybody's highlights. You're not looking at the struggle. You're not looking at when they're crying in their room. You're not looking at all the rejection letters they got before they landed the job or all the my all the rejections they got on that car because their credit score wasn't high enough or 
the months and months and months that went into them getting that new house, them having to turn in new paperwork, them having to do hard credit checks, all the work that went into, all the money that went into, all the time and effort and energy that went into these accomplishments. You don't see the struggle, the grind that led up to the accomplishments. You just see the accomplishment as a highlight of their life. And what I would like to tell people is that you can't compare your everyday life timeline to the highlights of other people because that's what social media ultimately is. So I would like to encourage people that if you need to take a, if you need to detox from social media, give it 30 days, give it 40 days. If you need to step away and focus on yourself, if you need to read more, if you need to pray more, meditate more, focus on yourself, make checklists, if you need to work out more, if you want to invest in yourself, hit me up. I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to say that. Hit me up. DM me. Email me. You know, text me. Call me. The reason why I say that is because I battle with this. I struggle. I struggle with this concept. I struggle with social media so much. Every day, oh, this person is so in shape. Oh, this person got the biggest house. This person got the biggest cars, best cars. This person got the best clothes and best shoes. This person got so much money. This person got the prettiest kids. This person got the best marriage. This person, I, I see the highlights every single day and I struggle so much. Not from a hating standpoint, not from a, you know, not from a demeaning standpoint, not from I want to see anybody fail or anything like that, but I start to compare myself. I start to feel as though I'm not moving. I'm not growing fast enough. I don't have enough. I'm not enough. Social media caused me to struggle so badly with that concept. So if you want if you want some tactics, if you want some strategies to help you try to get over that, to help you better cope with that, manage that, that mindset, to manage that theory, hit me up. Hit me up. I will help you. I will help you because I had to put a lot of things in place and I had to put a lot of things in perspective to help me cope and to help me manage those thoughts, to help me cope and manage what I was feeling because it's hard. 2019, you're a millennial. You're comparing yourself to everybody around you, everybody getting a master's degree, everybody getting new jobs, everybody getting in these great relationships, taking these trips, getting all these new clothes, going to all these concerts, making all this money. It just seems like everybody lit but you. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. That is the furthest thing from the truth. There are so many people out there, most people out there, honestly, struggling just like you to make it. But all you have to go off of is the highlights of their life. And you just want to compare your everyday average lifestyle to the highlights of somebody else's. And that's not fair to you. And that's not fair to your mindset, your spirit, your mind, body, and soul. So if you need help, hit me up or hit somebody else up to help you manage that, to give you some strategies, to kind of give you some tangible things you can do to kind of help you see the bigger picture and to kind of shift your perspective a little bit. Because with you, along with you, I struggle with that as well. Social media, man. Next, I want to talk about hookup culture. Everything's so accessible now. I literally can, you can hop in somebody's DMs, um, you can hop on a dating app, you can hop on anything and then just meet somebody new today. Get their number, link up with them, talk to them, text them, do whatever you want, FaceTime, whatever. 
and you know have sex get what you want out of somebody move on to the next person that's hookup culture or i can see somebody out i can get their social media i can get their number whatever talk to them whatever yeah 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 we have our little one half one and a half month thing two month thing move on to the next person that's the hookup culture you know or it can just be a one night thing all right cool i you know i'm hitting you up we meet up the same day we fucking or we I'm getting some top in a parking garage or something like that. And I'm hooking up and then I'm moving on to somebody else. You're literally spreading your spirit around to everybody else. If you're in, engulfed in that culture. And it's a dangerous culture because it's so easy. And it feels so good in the moment. But yet, once you do it over and over and over, you realize that after every session, I still feel empty. Hookup culture has made it so easy and accessible that it's kind of like... It's easier, but it's necessarily not necessarily any value there. If you want to have a season where you're a bachelor or a bachelorette and you're having fun, you're doing what you want to do, I'm not the person to sit here and judge you and tell you that that's not the right thing to do. Because at the end of the day, we've all done it. We've all been engulfed in some type of hookup or some type of easy, accessible number or dialogue online with somebody on an app or on a on, on social media or whatever. That's been easy for you. That's been an easy access to you. You didn't actually have to go out and meet them. You didn't actually have to go out and do all of this. And that's what hookup culture has become. And what it does is it's the easiest thing to obtain without actually having any substance behind it. You know, and hookup culture can be damaging to your mind, your body, and your soul because you're just constantly in the same rat race. Oh, I'm going to chase this girl. She got a nice body. Bye, bye, bam. You know, a couple weeks pass, I'm on to the next person, chasing some more tail. And what that does is it shifts your focus off of you and focuses it more on the rat race. And I'm not the person to tell you, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, because I don't want to come off as somebody that's preachy or has it all figured out, that's not engulfed and in, was never engulfed in any of the bullshit. I have been in the past. I know what you're feeling. I know what you're going through. I know how easy it is. To be in that era, to be in that light, to be in that space. But I just want to let you know that it's emptiness at the end of the tunnel. It's not going to fulfill you to consistently hook up with chicks, to hook up with men, because you're not filling any voids. All you're doing is getting temporary gratification from an easy hookup. And that's what the culture is. There's no fulfillment at the end of that tunnel. So I want to just want to save you some time. I want to save some energy. There is no fulfillment at the end of that tunnel when it comes to hookup culture. Find you somebody, build with somebody, and your best bet is to really invest your time into one person. Invest your time, your energy, your spirit into one person. Because I tell you, it comes with a lot of bullshit. It comes with a lot that does not serve you well, does not serve your spirit well, does not, does not fulfill you. And I just want to let you know that just don't get caught up in the bullshit. Don't get caught up in the distraction. Don't let the distraction be stronger than your dreams, be stronger than your vision. That's all I want to say about hookup culture. Um, the loss of spirituality, the loss of religion, the loss of belief systems, the loss of, you know, there being a higher power that's over me, a loss of belief in the universe, a lot of belief in the laws of attraction and stability. A lot of people out here are really winging it. A lot of people live life like they get another chance at this shit. Um, a lot of people are out here just 
thinking that they're in control of everything themselves. And I just want to let you know that having that belief, having something to stand on, having that faith will carry you a long way. You have to realize that we're not out here doing this on our own. <laughs> a lot of things are already written for you. A lot of things are tilted in your favor. You know, a lot of things you think you're getting away with, you're not. A lot of things that you don't think you're getting enough of, you actually are. The time just hasn't come for you to receive it yet because it could be for a lot of different reasons. You had not put enough work in yet. Uh, it's not your season. Uh, you're not ready for it. So there's a lot of different reasons why you don't have enough in your mind. And there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons why you hadn't necessarily been exposed for a lot of things that you feel you're getting away with. You see, there's this thing called grace and there's this thing called mercy. God or the universe or whatever you believe in gives you grace and mercy because usually you get seven, eight, nine, ten chances to get it right before the universe, before God pulls the cover back and says, all right, now I got to expose you. You might be stealing on your job and you don't get caught. God hasn't exposed you yet because you and you're taking the grace. You're not taking the grace. You're taking it for granted. Oh, I'm stealing, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Time passes. God says, now I got to expose you because you're not taking the grace that I've been giving you over the past six months. So then you get caught. Then you get fired. or Then you get exposed. And you're like, damn, I thought I was getting away with it. You actually weren't. You were just being given grace and you hadn't been exposed yet. The energy didn't return to you immediately. The loss of that concept, the loss of that faith, the loss of that belief has led to a lot of angst. And the reason why is because we have the pressure on our backs and on our chest feeling like we have to take on all that on our own when we don't. We can give that to God. We can literally give that to God and deal with the things that we can control, not the things that we can't. There's a decline in family. We don't value family enough. We don't value the concept of building with a spouse and creating offspring and raising up a family full of love and structure and belief and God and health and all of that. We don't we don't value that the way that we used to. We don't value the family structure the way that we used to. And that's contributing to us then following into the other concept, which is what we talked about earlier, which is the hookup culture or which is the dating culture in 2019, which ultimately is a lot of hooking up, which ultimately is a lot of situationships, a lot of things that are in and out. We have to focus on family structure. We have to focus on building a family, the black family, the white family, all of us. We have to structure. We have to focus on that structure. We have to focus on that belief system. We have to focus on giving each other what we need to be the most that we can within our households, building our households, being strong with each other, building with each other, growing with each other. That's how we're going to have the strongest families. That's how we're going to have the strongest legacies. And I'm a, I'm a strong believer in family. I'm a strong believer in if you're if you haven't been exposed yet or you have been exposed, but you've been given a second, third, fourth, fifth chance. To get it right, take that grace, take that grace and hold on to it and say, you know what, I've, I've had a train of bad mistakes. 
but I'm going to take the grace. I'm going to take this chance and I'm going to be all I can be for myself and for my family. Next, I want to talk about drugs. Now, a lot of times we use drugs as an escape from our reality. We use drugs, you know, people will engage in lean and pain pills and a lot of alcoholism, weed, a lot of different things. I'm not saying I'm not one of those people that's against weed or anything like that. I think weed should be legal if alcohol is. But at the same time, we can we should be something used that's celebratory. I've accomplished something. I now want to. I want to smoke a little bit, have fun, drink some champagne. I'm with my lady, X, Y, and Z. Not every day blowing weed. Every day being distracted from my dreams. Every day focusing on this and not that. Every day oh, I'm missing workouts. Now I'm not getting up on time. Now I'm. I'm. I'm not accomplishing. I'm not setting out to accomplish the things that I wanted to accomplish. And that hurts. That can hurt you. So don't let your distractions be stronger than your dreams. Don't let your distractions be stronger than your purpose. Don't let your distractions be stronger than your vision and your goals. Celebratory manner, in moderation. Don't let the distractions, don't let the vices control your life. Don't let that concept consume you. Have control of your life. Use it as a celebratory, moderation type of deal. But get your shit together and get your shit done. Lastly, uh, the things that millennials deal with, the things that millennials in a modern society have been exposed to that cause a lot of angst and a lot of depressed souls is consumerism. I got to have the next best thing. I got to have a new phone when it comes out. I got to have the new shoes when it comes out. I got to have the new AirPods when they come out. I got to have this new this and this new that. Consumerism is set up to be a revolving cycle. I get this. This gets old. I got to get this. That gets old. I got to get that. That's what consumerism is. And, what, and we swipe our cards more now than ever before. Than ever before. And I'm just here to just let people know that you don't have to be caught up in the bullshit. You don't have to be caught up in, I have to upgrade my phone every year. I have to make sure that I get the new shoes when they come out on Saturday. I have to make sure that I upgrade my car because it's two or three years old now. I have to make sure that I got this and I got that. And I'm always constantly in, in consuming. It's okay to grow your money. It's okay to invest your money. It's okay to save your money. It's okay to put your money here and there. It's okay to... Lay low for a while and not be caught up in the bullshit. Be caught up in the rat race. Be consumed with the idea of consumerism. Be consumed with comparing because it's out. Be consumed with trying to keep up or trying to have the next best thing. Because ultimately, that's not going to keep you present. And ultimately, that's not going to keep you sane. Because you can never ultimately be ahead of consumerism. Because there's always going to be something new. So don't get caught up in the bullshit. Don't let that cause so much angst and depression in you. Don't let that consume you. Don't let that depress you, bring you down, take over your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. Because at the end of the day, 
you can never be ahead of consumerism. The things in modern society that are designed to make us anxious and depressed. Garbage food, sedentary lifestyle, cubicle work for creative minds. Think about literally a cube, a box, a box around your physical body, a box around your mind, your creative mind. Toxic politics, being clicked up, being in circles. What are you willing to do to be in those circles? What are you willing to do to have your foot in that door? To have a seat at that table. Being engulfed in the politics of your job, your organization, your brand. Hookup culture. Hookup culture, being engulfed in two, two weeks here, a month here, a month and a half here, two weeks there, yada, 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 and constantly moving on, constantly being empty. Do you really want to be caught up in that? Do you really want to be caught up in that recycled door? The loss of religion, the loss of spirituality, the loss of belief and faith in a higher power, the universe, how things work, energy. The loss of that concept, the loss of the concept and the decline in family, structure going forward and legacy of what we actually want to build for going forward to have our name carried. Drugs. Having your distraction be stronger than your dreams. Having your distractions, your vices be stronger than your vision and your goals. And consumerism, the rat race of having the next best thing. Millennials, I want you to take control of your life. I want you to take control of your mind, body, soul, and spirit. I want you to just reflect on the things that you're engulfed in, the things that you invest in, your time, your money, your energy. And I want you to take control of your life. I'm a victim. Um, I've put some strategies in place to help me cope with a lot of these things, but I'm still learning. I'm still battling. I'm still struggling. But it's a process. And I'm in the process of taking control of my life, of not getting caught up in the bullshit, trying to turn over a new leaf. And I'm struggling just like y'all. I'm a millennial just like y'all. And I know that it's tough. I know that it's hard. I know that you're struggling. I know that there's a lot of things that a lot of people don't want to talk about, discuss, address. But I'm just here to let you know that you're not alone. Us as millennials, we got a lot to deal with. We get blamed a lot for our experience, for our actions, for our lack of maturity in some situations. We're to blame for a lot of different things. But instead of being the blame, instead of being having the finger pointed at us, Give us something tangible. Give us something to work on. Give us something to tangibly implement to make our lives better, to make our lives more prosperous, more optimal. Why are we depressed and anxious? And why is this on the rise? It's because the modern society is designed to make us anxious and depressed. Millennial talk.